Hello. 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 Hi, Joe. Hello. I think we finally got it working. Yeah. Did it. <sighs> Air yeah. high five. High five. Right. Okay. We can start when you're ready. Okay, so this week's podcast is about the dungeons. Yep. So the dungeons began life at around the world in 80 days, which opened in 1981, one year after the park opened. It was the first dark ride at Alton Towers, and at the time it was one of the biggest in the UK. It was a dark boat ride which followed Adventures of Phileas Fogg and took riders through various different countries around the world. This was replaced by Toyland Tours in 1994. This took riders on an animated boat tour of an eccentric toy factory. This also featured animatronics and had an energetic theme tune. I remember my four-year-old self riding that and laughing at the hippo doing a twirl in the <laughs> when her boobs used to move. That used to make me laugh every time I went on it. Um, Toyland Tours unfortunately closed in 2005 and was replaced by Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. This opened in 2006. Obviously based upon the famous book by Roald Dahl, riders embarked on bright pink boats and travelled along Wonka's Chocolate River. The boat ride featured characters from the books such as Augustus Gleep and Violet Beauregard. These were either animatronics or CGI projections. After disembarking the boats, the second segment began with a pre-show featuring Mike TV. The video presented as if the viewers were trapped inside the TV. The ride continued inside one of two glass elevators, which simulated passengers taking an airborne trip through the remainder of the factory. Each elevator was a static room with semi-translucent walls and a ceiling which CGI animations were projected from the outside. The floor trembled slightly to give the impression of movement. I didn't really enjoy this, if I'm being honest. I was quite upset that they took Toyland Tours away from me. I was um, uh, When I first went on Ch- Charlie's Chocolate Factory, I'm not going to lie, I think I cried. Yeah, it was. I think it was hyped up far too much. And then we went on it and it was like hardly anything had changed. There was quite a, quite a lot of blank canvases. Like you mm-hmm. went past walls with literally nothing on them. I think there was only a handful of um, the animatronics. It was mostly projections, which was quite disappointing. Um, I think the best bit of it was probably the smell, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I think I went, the first time I went on it was like 2013. And like, that was the first year I went to Towers. So 2013 was like a massive year for me. That was like the year that I became a ghost enthusiast. But Charlie the Chocolate Factory... I thought was a terrible addition to the park. Absolutely, I didn't, yeah. didn't like it. I don't think it was very well suited in its location. I mean, we've got Clyde Cookie Land, which I'll probably talk about in a different episode because mm-hmm. I just find that place embarrassing. Um, yeah. In comparison to what it used to be, I just think it's a dead area. Um, but with with Charlie, I think the first time I went on it was probably the year after it opened. I went on, I bunked off school, went with a friend and her dad on a Tuesday went to charlie first thing we was the only people outside waiting to get on it um because obviously it was the newest attraction we'd not been on it and we just came out like what what was that <laughs> what was the point yeah we, we just wasted like half an hour um like but I, I did think the glass elevator was a, a good feature i didn't expect that to be honest but like with most things at Towers, I think it's it had potential to be so much more. 
I do think that possibly it had a deadline where it needed to be open for, um, it, which it was probably rushed to be able to do that. It's a bit like um, the dungeons. It sounds like the dungeons. Blank canvases, you know, wasting half an hour to an hour and, yeah. you know, being rushed. It's, uh, you know, it's... So, like, with with the dungeons, obviously, they opened the beginning of this season, so March 2019. Um, I went the... Obviously, I didn't go to the press event, but the um, it was the opening weekend. We'd got tickets. I've not done any of the other dungeons, so I had nothing to compare it to. Um, went in. There were six of us. Had no idea what to expect. Was actually quite scared. I'm not a fan of like jump scares and things like that. Neither am I. Um, thought it was very well themed. The acting from one individual. I have got his name, but not on me. Uh, was absolutely impeccable. I do think he's wasted at working at theme parks. He should be on like soaps and like in films or on stage somewhere. It was absolutely amazing. Um, he played the um, torturer yeah. when I went in. Um, so obviously you've got the first room. I don't really want to spoil it for people that's not been in it. You've got the first room. That was quite good. Quite well scripted. Again, acting really good. Um, and then you get on the boat. Didn't know what to expect again. Never been in a dungeon before. Expected it to be really dark, which it was. Um, again, like you, like you just covered, a lot of blank canvases, um, especially on the boat ride. I think there could have been so much more added in there. Although I don't know what, because as I say, I've got I've not been in any of, of the other dungeons. I'm not sure the content of those. Um, but I did. That was one of the first things I noticed. The fact that, like, the blank walls. There was nothing, like, no theming whatsoever. And um, what I was really impressed with, though, was when we got off of the boat, and there was like, the, is it a head on a stick or something? Mm-hmm. I've only been in it once, um, and I thought the special effects, like the projection of that, was really, really good. Um, didn't expect that. I thought, obviously, with it being a, a Merlin resort, um, but again, the actors. Um, at that part of the ride, um, ride attraction was was really good. Um, then we went in. I think it's the doctor. This might be the wrong order. As I said, I've only been in it once. Um, the doctor, she was really really good. Did not expect that. What happens in there with the seats? But again, I, I won't spoil it. Um, the landlady in the pub, she was really really good. I really hated that bit where you was just in darkness for what seemed like forever. Again, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want any spoilers. Um, but and then the last bit was really really good I mean the people that I know that went to the staff event and the press event was was saying like oh it's you know the, the last bit's really really good um, again didn't know what to expect I thought it was fabulous the special effects um, the acting again was really really good thankfully that bit was the last bit because I thought I was going to have to take a swift exit out if that wasn't the last room um, <laughs> I know people that have been in it since. I know people that have been in it like three times a day. That's, you know, each of their own. I wouldn't do that. I've been in it once. I'd probably do it again at Scarefest. I think we're expecting a couple more jump scares and a bit of extra theming at Scarefest. Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I would recommend it. What really baffles me is people that have the Merlin annual pass have to pay. Yep. But people with the season pass, the Awesome House season pass, get in for free. I don't that, like that idea. That that really bad. I mean, I personally, I didn't mind paying for it. It was worth the money. 
Um, I think we paid five pounds because we we pre-booked the ticket, and I think it's seven pounds entrance on the day. Um, obviously, if you are thinking of going, I would recommend pre-booking your ticket, and you've got to arrive outside fifteen minutes before the time slot. Uh, we did it in the middle of the afternoon. I don't know whether you know morning, afternoon, or evening is better off. Um, yeah. I do at the minute think it could be a permanent fixture, um, especially with the route that theme parks uh, seem to be going down. However, I don't agree with the location. I think Subterra building would have suited it so much better, especially with the drop tower in there. Um, I went on Subterra once, absolutely traumatised me. I would never, ever go on it again. Uh, we did Project 42, which was the scare maze at last year's Scarefest, which is obviously housed in the Subterra yeah. building. That I'm nearly 30 years old and that made me cry. It was I thought it was horrendous. <laughs> um, and that's obviously returning this year, which I'm not happy about. I definitely will be holding people's bags on that one. Um, yeah. But I do think Dungeons would have been better suited to be in the Nemesis of Terror building. Obviously, the, the, facade, the facade of um, the Dungeons to look at, I think it's brilliant. But would it have fitted... In Forbidden Valley, where Subterra is, probably not. But I think they could have themed it a little bit more um, to suit Forbidden Valley, mm-hmm. rather than from... it being next to the children's area. I, I just, that yeah. just baffles me. From what I heard off some people that went to the press event, there was um, the actual when you got off the boat, the actor that like after the boat would say the same thing like four times before it, before you even carried on because like how big the boats are i don't know if that still happens like i don't remember that happening when when we went um i know it was quite early on so i think a lot of people either refused point blank to pay the upcharge to go in it um i don't remember it being overly busy we were the only group that was waiting outside to go in when we actually went in there um but i know i'm not sure if the script changes obviously the actors change uh, my friends that have i've got loads of friends that work there and you know one of them does visit quite regularly she's been in like four times in one day she has seen the same actors but doing the different um different parts but obviously they mm-hmm. do get moved around they don't constantly play the same the same um, part within the dungeons but um i mean i do like it as i say i i would recommend it i think it's worth doing at least once i do think it's worth the upcharge especially if you pre-book it it's it's two pound cheaper um recently i was informed that they did a special two pound fifty ticket i'm not sure if that's true or not i wasn't i wasn't on park i'm sure I'm sure I heard that you could get like free access to the dungeons in the park or something if you had a, a, a uh, can't speak today a I can't say this word at all specific name yes um, um, Molly the dungeons Lee. yeah um, I think that was released um, I would say probably April time it was just yeah it was just a little bit after the dungeons opened yes so it was people called Molly um, or Lee that could get in for free. Obviously, I think like, that that's quite a quirky idea. Um, but again, I, I don't agree with the the Autumn Tower season pass um, getting entry for free and annual pass holders have to pay. Same as I, I was at 
Orton Tower season pass holder last year, the, the premium season pass didn't exist. It was just the standard season pass. It was the first year it was in, introduced. It had the restrictions of it on it, but you could obviously pay £10 to go on a restricted day, which would be, um, I think it was Saturdays, Sundays in August, and Scarefest you had to pay for. Um, what I really liked about the season pass was the £15 friends and family tickets. So you could get up to five tickets, friends and family for £15 each, which is obviously a massive saving. Um, with the Merlin annual pass, you can get the friends and family tickets, but they are £27.50. So I, I just think if annual pass holders are paying a substantial amount more than season pass holders, shouldn't annual pass holders get the friends and family for £15? Um, I think... In my opinion, I don't think, like, even though this, like, hurts me to say a lot, because I've had an annual pass since 2013, but the annual pass is kind of not dying, but we're seeing a lot of changes to it and, like, not very good changes. I mean, I've been on the waiting list for the VIP annual pass. And then that's, like, got taken, which, again, that's gone. There's a lot of disappointed people because of that. I'm not sure if, um, if you are familiar with the annual pass holders group on Facebook. Um, that's quite um, a good, informative um, group, to be honest. There's a lot of people that are on that group. Some of them have had VIP passes for a number of years who have said, now they've got rid of it, they would not have another one. Um, I love it, to be honest. I mean, I, I go to Horton Towers pretty much every weekend. It's a massive saving. It's my local park. I live 45 minutes away. Uh, we've managed to do Thorpe Park this year, which obviously is a saving because you, you're not paying for park tickets. All of my friends have got them. Um, I would definitely renew. I mean, I've got a two-year-old, so next year he's going to need a pass. So it's. I just think it's a, a good system. But with this this corporate company buying uh, what's Lego, isn't it, really, that, that's buying Merlin yeah. out um, or doing some sort of changes to Merlin... A lot of people are thinking that maybe the annual pass in a few years' time, maybe not straight away, but a few years' time, will be uh, will be gone, and maybe they'll introduce something else. I know it's been um, announced that Gardaland are having a Lego Splash Park. I've yeah. not been to Gardaland; it looks fabulous. Um, whether Lego is suited at that park, I'm not sure. Personally, I I'm not a big fan of Lego. Uh, my child's not into it. Maybe that'll change in a few years' time. We've been to the Lego Discovery Centre in Birmingham. Wasn't, Me too. Wasn't a fan. Found it very boring. Um, um, the the two attractions that are actually inside there, in my opinion, I liked. You know the uh, the dark shooting that, that um, was attraction. Really, really good. We really I really that. enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed Jaw. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I didn't enjoy it more than Tomb Blaster. Tomb Blaster was an attraction which I really enjoy, even though there's many blank spaces in there. But, you know, over at Chessington. But, you know, it was such a good attraction. And the way that they used the screens as the target, so you're not having these massive LED lights sticking out at you while you're on the attraction. It's like, oh, you know, it's such a better idea. And how they themed it, and there wasn't, like... Between each screen, there wasn't blank spaces that like you had no, like different. And it's such a short but sweet attraction. I mean, I've got a two-year-old. He went on it. We couldn't get him off it. There's nothing <laughs> scary about it. 
um the the theming's great the whole thing about it's great what i didn't like about the discovery center was how much it would have cost us to get in if we'd not got passes um and was yeah. there, i think for about 90 minutes it was a weekday so obviously it's not going to be as busy um on a weekday as it would be on a weekend um my child's not into lego at the minute it was just something we did for his birthday because i was away for his second birthday so we, went, we did the discovery center and sea life um obviously in birmingham because they're very close to each other yeah um again sea life was a lot of it was closed for renovation we did get yep. free return tickets that's where i was um, huh? but i, I, I love sea life but like with lego with this new splash thing at garderland i'm really hoping that's not what cloud cuckoo land gets themed into i think um, it's got so much potential and i don't think a lego themed area would be su- would fit in with i ours. I have like a um, three-part series on this topic. I'm going to my channel when I'm on holiday. Yeah, and I said I've said like a lot of things about how Clay Cookieland probably will be turned into a Lego um, themed area. Yeah, but I don't want it to. No, I think Towers Times have actually posted um, yeah. a photo this week of fencing. Um, so it looks like some construction works or some refurb works are in the process of being started i mean we're not expecting a coaster for well we know for a fact we're not getting a new coaster next year we've just had wicker man this yeah. season because of dungeons i think um cloud cookie land is going to be the the new ish um thing for 2020 i really hope so um i mean i remember doing cloud cookie land when i was a kid and it was um nickelodeon yeah nickelodeon nickelodeon at control yes um i don't remember a lot of it um, I remember the bits uh, which I really enjoyed. It was like an indoor, like funhouse type thing, and then where all the buildings are now, where they're all they look like shops and things. Yeah, it's all closed. That used to all be one building. There was like a bouncy castle, soft play, a big play area. I think they need to bring something like that back. Although we've got CBD's land, uh, which I think is great. I do prefer Thomas Land at Greater Manor. It pains me to say because I really can't stand that park. And neither can I. It's, it's horrendous. <laughs> um, Thomas Land's fabulous. Um, but CBeebies Land is also fantastic. The entertainment is second to none. The new Teletubby show is amazing. Um, but there's been times where I've gone on a weekday with my two-year-old and not got on a single ride because of how busy it is. And um, It's a theme park. You have to queue. It is what it is. You know, I can't bear people that moan about queues. If you want to go on a ride, you queue up. To, you know, everyone else is in the same boat. But I do think it needs extending. I, I'm not a fan of spinball. I think that needs to go and then they could extend CBBS. And whether or not that will happen, I, I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion. Um, Like, when I was little, Clay Cookland was the area that I absolutely loved. Twirling Told Stores, that was the amazing. Ice Age 4D Cinema, Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. Frog Hopper, Carousel, Driving School. All those attractions made Clay Cookland because... Yeah. I didn't want to go on, like, you know, 13 and, no. you know, Nemesis and those rides. No. But I didn't want to be in old McDonald's farm either back when it that's used right. to be that. Yeah, that's right. So, so Clayton right. was that area where it was, like, a mixture between everything. And you felt like you were being really brave going on the Twirling Toes store because yeah. it was really cool. I think that's what it needs. I mean, we've got CBeebies Land, which is, I would say, aimed between, well, babies for the entertainment factor. Um, up to probably four or five. Yeah. And then well, we need, my... 
the my sisters I'm sorry, go on. The thing with towers is you've got one extreme to the other. There's no in-between. Yeah. Um, obviously, I had to go with my two-year-old. He can't go on Smiley. He can't go on Oblivion because he's obviously it's not suitable. He's too small. But he is now tall enough to go on um, the runaway train, Jewel, the rapids. Um, but I wouldn't put him on. I mean, he's been on the mine train. He absolutely cried because he was terrified. He hates <laughs> My but, sister. You know, we need something in between. Like you say, with Froghopper, the carousel. Twedding told store, it needs to be aimed at some from I'd say five onwards up to I'd say maybe 11. Yeah, uh, I didn't yeah. start going on coasters until a few years ago. I was always the person who was, I used to love going to theme parks, but I wouldn't go on anything, so I was terrified. I was so brave by going on the mine train, and then it sort of stemmed from there. And then I went with school when I was in, um, I think, year seven. So I would have been probably 12, 13. Went on air. Um, yeah. And that's when I s- started sort of going on bigger rides. But the only, genuinely, the only reason I've been on all of the rides at Autumn Towers is because I've literally been picked up and put on them and dragged on <laughs> by my friends. Otherwise, yeah. I wouldn't have gone on any of them. Um. But I'd, like I say, I do think Cloud Cookie Land has got so much potential to be. I mean, at the minute, the colour scheme, the paintwork is is amazing. It's just that it's a dead area. There's nothing in there. There's you know the carousel, the frog hopper. Yeah. And there's been so many people that I've spoken to in person and on social media that don't even know that area exists. Yeah, I I think that's pretty horrific. Yeah. On Alton Towers' behalf, because. Yeah. It's where it's placed. Yeah. And the publicity that it gets off, like, us coastal enthusiasts and terrors fans, you know, but if the area was, like, if the area was good and it had life yeah, and we don't just hear the same music, yes, at least it's got music. At least, yeah. at least we're li- hearing music. Yeah. But take a look at Froghopper, where Froghopper used to be. Yeah. It's just being placed in front of the Ice Age 4D cinema. Yeah. So no one can see it. So no. it's not, you know, if I... you take a look, go on. Sorry, carry on. Um, if you take a look at Google Earth, um, Google Earth hasn't actually been updated um, for ages, like back when Black Hole was a thing, like yeah. the Black Hole tent. Yeah. And if you have a look at the Kaikuku Land area, Twirling Toad store, yes, the yes, the 4D cinema wasn't in operation, but it had theming outside. It had like yeah. a little nice grass pot and like different like you know fake flowers. But they've put some in there, not just an attraction yeah. which has been moved. And then take a look like last season when they moved it, they never they didn't bother moving the shed. They didn't bother taking off the queue line fencing and moving where it used to be. Mm-hmm. They just left it until the next season. Yeah, yeah. It's just Alton Towers like to do half a job, not like massive like finish the job off half a job they're done yeah that's right definitely i mean i do think the part has got i think it's fabulous i think i'm well i'm very lucky to live so close to it and you know i really really enjoy going that's why i go so much the history is amazing um with the towers and everything like that i absolutely adore scarefest i've been going to scarefest since i was 12 years old I do think it's got, as the years get on, go on, it, it gets worse. Um, but again, that will probably be covered in a, in a different episode. Yeah, um, we're definitely going to be talking about the events at yeah. Towers very soon. 
but I do hope that something I, I I have no idea what it could be happens in that area because it's just a waste of space and um, you know it's a waste waste of time if I'm being honest um, I mm-hmm. know an adult who did Scarefest last year who did the House of Monsters um, family maze I think that was I think they paid five pounds for it and she said it was one of the best mate scare mazes of the season although it, it was very family orientated there wasn't obviously jump scares as such but she said the story and the acting were, were amazing and she's really glad that she did it people like me you know I go with a group of adults to that event we wouldn't even go anywhere near Cracker Land if we didn't even know that was there um, so w- we wanted to do that this year, but obviously it's it's not returning, which I'm quite pleased about because it, it could mean that there's work well, happening. We're very, like, yeah, like, we kind of know that it's not returning, but people are very kind of in the middle about it. Like, is it going to return? Is it not? Because throughout the whole of the season, we've seen, you know, like posters and things around that area saying yeah. it is going to return for this Scarefest. The advertising, about it. the advertising has been there since last season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It says House of Monsters returning for this year's Scarefest. That's literally all it said. Now, I'm sure, again, it was Tower Street who posted a photo maybe four weeks ago. Um, and the advertising had had a sticker put over it saying for next year's Scarefest. So oh. it's not coming back this season. I didn't see that. Yeah, um, hopefully it That's will. That's interesting. It might be back um, of next year, hopefully when um, Parkinson Land or the Reefing, whatever it may be called, may be open. Um, but definitely, if, if you are around at Scarefest, I would recommend that you try and do that. So just simply because of the reports that I was told about it. Yeah, I'd just like to say, guys, like, if you are, like, if you have, like, smaller people that you're going with, there is still also a family maze that is still going to be around in the Mutiny Bay area. So, you know, it's not, the family-oriented Scarefest isn't fully left the park yet. We've still, they've still got a seven-plus attraction, I think it is, yes. um, Scare Attraction. That is um, Which is for, in Mutiny Bay. Yeah, new for this season, it is in Shark Bait Reef. Um... It's actually, I didn't know that either. Yeah, from what I've been told by a staff member, it's going to be um, inside Sharkbait Reef. I think it's going to be great. Um, I am going to go in it, obviously, even though the age range is, is quite low. Um, what I do miss about Scarefest, well. though, are the roaming actors and yeah. the mazes, which... Freak Show. Freak Show was, um... was great. The one that used to be over at um, Forbidden Valley, yep. the one that used to be by 13. Yeah. Um, I, I remember that because I remember not knowing that they were there and I actually walked through that area thinking that it was fine, yeah. thinking it was just a bit scary. And I walked through and I just kept getting jump scared. And <laughs> literally, you should have seen me. I was a state. I, I couldn't deal with it because I... Yeah, I've never been actually in one of the scare mazes at Alton Terrace. I just enjoy the dark, like, the night rides because if I'm ever in a scare maze, you're going to hear me screaming from five miles away. Yep, that's me. So, you know, don't... So going through that was fun. I think I went through the freak show one as well. And the freak show was, you know, that wasn't as scary. It's not the freak show wasn't designed to be scary it was just designed to be a little bit of fun yeah um 
obviously last year we didn't see the freak show return, but we did see the freak show actors return. Yes, it was. It was, was like very, the traveling. Um, it was traveled around the park. Yeah, but being it was in that. It was in that car that um, the if you remember the ones on like the bungee spring things. Yeah, they were a bit like stilts, but on like bungee things. That's right. Um, they were in that car. I I can't believe how I even remember those. And um, you know. But it wasn't just the Scarefest Roman actors. It was the the Roman actors that were around, like, Mutiny Bay. Yeah. Um, back when the, the show used to be on. And I think we're going to talk about the show in a later episode. But if um, they have actually been performing the show at the Alton Towers Hotel yeah. um, in the February half term, which was very, very weird, in my opinion, because... We haven't seen that return for ages, so I feel like we're going to see something at least come back. Yeah, in that area. Yeah. Now that we're not, now that we're not going to see, um, obviously this uh, the welcoming come back. I think now's the time to bring at least a show back on. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really the thing that's most upset me this season is the welcoming not coming back. Um, we did that last last season last year. Um, quite spare at the moment actually we did scarefest over two weekends um we did the welcoming and it was absolutely fantastic like I'm, my it wasn't it was maybe because we did it um just as it was getting dark so it was still quite light outside and obviously some bits were uh, were not undercover because it was in the mutiny bay courtyard area yeah um but the the theming the actors I, we just Every single one of us thought it was great. I have heard very mixed reviews about it. I have also heard that the first year it opened was diabolical, and last year, yeah, that's what I Last heard. year was much much better. Um, so I'm really really glad that we got to do that. Um, but again, that that's not returning this this season. But I didn't expect it to because it was all about Wickerman, same as the sanctuary was about the Smiler that. Um, sanctuary scare me was open yeah. the year before Smiler opened then it was open the I, year it opened and then that was I it I remember I think the thing that I remember at Scarefest the most is being by the sanctuary yeah. the exit to the sanctuary and my dad had gone through and we were waiting for him and all I could hear was the Smiler music yeah. and when I went I didn't like we didn't really know um the, you know the smiler what the smiler was or anything and again that was the year where i got into theme parks and i found out what theme park worldwide was and yeah. things like that and i remember watching theme park worldwide and i went oh my god we know the name of the new coaster yeah secret weapon eight yeah i, I was like and then i found out that it wasn't secret weapon eight <laughs> and to this day to this day i always think i'm really stupid for thinking that it was called secret weapon eight <laughs> And not the smiler. <laughs> because there was loads of things of like like YouTube and everything. It's the smiler. I was like, no, no, it's not. Yes. Secret weapon eight. <laughs> and I, I remember running downstairs and going, Dad, the new coaster's called Secret <laughs> Weapon Eight. And it never was Secret Weapon no. Eight, it was the Smiler. Yeah. But at least I wasn't that stupid for Wicker Man. Yeah. Oh my god, it's it's Secret Weapon Nine, everyone. <laughs> I know what it's called. Wait, it was Secret Weapon 7 and Secret Weapon yeah, 8, Yeah, wasn't it? that's right, yeah. I just, I don't know why I even get that mixed up. <laughs> I apologise, all people from that are fans of Terrors, do not you kill me. You get so much hate that now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it, it's just, 
it's just funny to be honest. I mean, another going back to the children's areas, I remember um the bookworm with um in Soil oh. Land, um mm. Squirrel Nutty Blammers. and Peter Rabbit on Ice. Um yeah. I skate myself. Um and I went to watch that show when I was like between three and four. Um I was told quite recently actually by my best friend's mum, which I find really cute. She says, I remember us watching it and you turned to me and said, I want to do this when I grow up. And that's what I do. Um, so that's adorable. Um, I would love to see something similar, maybe not even an ice show, um, some sort of show like that come maybe in the Ice Age um, building, just something that's yeah. aimed at um, small children um, and young adults or families. I don't know what off the top of my head. Something like that, I think, would fit really, really well in Clark Land and in that house building. Whether or not it's going to reopen as a 4D cinema, I know Ice Age, obviously, they, um, the contract with Ice Age finished. That's why the building's closed. Um, something very um, funny about that, actually. When I went to stay in the Enchanted Village... We, like, went around and had a look at the different hotels and the different entertainment. Because if you stay in one of the hotels, you get to go to all the other entertainment yeah. and things like that. Um, and we went past the Autumn Terrace Hotel. We didn't actually have the entertainment at the Autumn Terrace Hotel. We went to the water park. Yeah. But they still have the Ice Age suite available. Right. With the parking. Yeah. Is the contract really ended? Yeah, that's the... That that is just something that I was told. I, that's not a fact. I, you know, I'm just basing that on on what I was told. Um, I know Drayton Manor have got an Ice Age. I believe that's a 4D cinema. I might yeah. be wrong. I've only walked past it. Um, so whether or not do we really need two theme parks in the UK that have got the same 4D cinema? Perhaps not. Um, why it closed again? I'm not sure. I do believe it was because the contract ended. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually saying Splash Landings on Saturday because um, we're going to the mm. Towers Time summer event. Um, oh, enjoy. So we get um, ride time on Rita and after the park closes, Wickerman. And then there's a part, there's a party in the Beauty and the Bay Courtyard. So really looking forward to that. Um, but I've, I've actually never stayed before. Obviously, with me living so close, I just can't justify spending the amount of money it costs. Um, it is very expensive. Yeah, it's stupidly expensive. Um, it's like Disneyland price expensive well it's funny actually because not necessarily we looked but... to go in January um, no sorry for the Santa sleepover this Christmas yeah. um, and we could have actually got Disneyland cheaper it was the, oh. it was quoted 1,000 I think 153 pounds for December I don't remember the dates off the top of my head for the Santa sleepover um, and we didn't pay that much when we went to Disney for three nights Ouch. So, I mean, I have heard very good things about Santa Sleepover. I can't make comment myself. I've not experienced it. I don't. But, like, you know, I, I just, I do think don't that think... The, the hotels are really overpriced. To be honest, I don't think I could ever make myself go to these, like, Santa Sleepovers. Firstly, because I think it would kill me to not be able to go on any of the rides. Yeah. And secondly, I think... Just like you driving up to Alton Towers, and like the people that go to Alton Towers, just so they can go to the extraordinary, extraordinary golf and things like that. Yeah. 
I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I think it's like some kind of superpower because I can't do that. Yeah. I can't go to Orton Coast without having, like, being able to go and, like, Wicker Man or anything. Yeah. The last time I was actually, actually on part, Wicker Man was down. Down yeah, for quite a long time. Um, it's it really strange. I remember my school going, and I didn't get to go, unfortunately. But they all went to Walton Towers. I, I didn't really care because I go to Walton Towers all the time. But and I went at the period where Wicker Man was closed. Yeah. But then Nemesis was also closed, yeah. and Galactica yeah. all on the same day. I think there was. Um, I that was funny. I think that day, um, Oblivion had some downtime as well there was a lot of rides that had a lot of downtime and then also you had enterprise that was closed yep. and it was just like whoa this is kind of karma for not taking yeah. me if i was there yeah. you know don't worry <laughs> all the rides would have been open wickerman would have been fixed and enterprise would have been up in the yeah, air definitely <laughs> but you know what can i say <laughs> i love how we're meant to be talking about the dungeon but we just end up talking about everything and it's fine never mind Never mind, it's been fun. Well, thank you very much. It's all right. And I've really enjoyed this. We will decide amongst us next week's topic. Topic. And we'll yeah. post to inform everyone. Yeah. On our Instagrams at Tevers underscore tourist. I think I got that one right. And then theme park underscore reviews underscore UK on Instagram. There's a lot of underscores in mine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what can I say? Well, I think that's it then. Yes. I think there's only one more thing to say. Thank you guys all for watching. I've been Joe. This has been Chloe. I think I got that right. That's right. This has been the Theme Park Reviews UK YouTube channel and um, Terra's Talk. And it's time to have a great rest of your day. Goodbye. Bye.